0: you are a former pilot you are also a physicist quantum physicist and on top of that you are also an individual who worked for a handful of contractors specifically in this particular case and point an example american contractors attempting to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology now the example i'm going to give is a little bit more forthcoming if you will but i think it's uh it's necessary for this particular episode now You are used to going into what is called the clean sphere, which essentially is a certain uh, tube-like or circular spherical um, environment, if you will, within one of the deep underground military bases. And what it does is it allows for you to interact with both paranormal, paraterrestrial, intradimensional, and interdimensional extraterrestrials. Now, every time you go into this clean sphere, let's call it, right, you have a device with you. The device reads and tells you which energy sort of consortium, if you will, is actually interfacing with you. Is it paraterrestrial? Is it from a parallel dimension? Is it extraterrestrial? Is it an extraterrestrial from an ascended dimension, right? Because we tend to be more in the denser dimensions, if you will. Or is it paranormal? Or is it some form of interdimensional energetic being or esoteric being, right? So you have this device when you go into the clean sphere to interact with these beings as you're instructed by your superiors, whether it's a contractor, whether it's the department of defense, you name it. This is nothing new to you, but you have this device, a square device, very similar to your phone, and it tells you every time you enter the the sphere who you're dealing with, paranormal, extraterrestrial, paraterrestrial, you name it, right? This is, you know, normal procedure, things like that. Now, I know it sounds a little bit far-fetched, but bear with me. Once you get into this sphere, what ends up happening is that you look at your device, and it's loading, it's loading, it's loading, the little screen that it has because it's trying to figure out what entity is about to manifest in front of you, but then... The device literally just completely self-destructs. When I say self-destruct, I mean the screen stops working, it has no report, nothing to tell you, which is very unusual because this device has been developed in correspondence with certain very advanced extraterrestrial species and factions to ensure this does not occur. Because if you don't have this device, you don't know what you're dealing with, therefore you don't know how to react. The device literally self-destructs in a digital sense or virtual sense, binary, whatever you want to call it. The screen goes black. And then the device literally evaporates into thin air. The best example I could give would probably be when all of the... when At the first part of the Avengers Infinity War, near the end, when you see half of the superheroes disappearing in the Marvel film. That's probably the best example I could give in terms of a a visualization. And then all of a sudden, the alien that shows up, again, paraterrestrial, uh, uh, paranormal entity, you name it attacks you right away and you don't know what to do now before i jump into this episode i would like to give a very special thank you to a handful of individuals cloud dragon genius guys thank you so so much for a lot of the research that and real as well for a lot of the research you've been putting forward uh, that has contributed to all this nils you name it of course the usual crew and uh, like i said i promise i will be getting to some more shout outs from instagram from twitter from Reddit a little bit later. Now, today's episode is called The Clean Sphere, Using Limar Synchronicity to Access Ectoplasma Demystification in brackets S4 Dumbs. Now, we're literally going to jump right into it. So the first thing that we're going to cover here, okay, folks, is the whole concept of what is ectoplasm? Let's define it, or ectoplasma. And I quote, this is according to Wikipedia, ectoplasm or ectoplasma is a term used in spiritualism to denote a substance or spiritual energy exteriorized by physical mediums it was coined in 1894 by physical researcher Charles Rickett or Richet now that's Wikipedia if we take a look here at the American heritage uh, American heritage dictionary it means the outer portion of the continuous phase of cytoplasm of a cell sometimes distinguishable as a somewhat rigid gelled layer beneath the cell membrane this is the visible substance believed to emanate from the body of a spiritualistic medium during communication with the dead it is also the substance believed to be the transparent corporeal presence of a spirit or ghost quote now if we take a look for example at what limar synchronicity is we're going to see here hal dot uvertefr now igor versus limar this is cg young synchronicity and quantum entanglement All right, Schrodinger's cat wanders between chromosomes. Now let's take a look here. And I quote, One of the most prospective directions of study of C.G. Young's synchronicity phenomenon is reviewed, considering the latest achievements of modern science. The attention is focused mainly on the quantum entanglement and related phenomena, quantum coherence and quantum superposition. superposition. It is shown that the quantum non-locality capable of solving the Einstein-Podolsky-Rosen paradox represents one of the most adequate physical mechanisms in terms of conformity with the Young's synchronicity hypothesis. An attempt is made on psychophysiological substantiation of synchronicity within the context of molecular biology. An original concept is proposed stating that biological molecules involved in cell division during mitosis and meiosis, particularly DNA, may be considered material carriers of consciousness. this assumption may be formulated on the basis of phenomenology of Jung's analytical psychology okay now if we scroll a little bit more uh, below in this PDF we'll see that this article has been published in the journal Neuroquantology back in 2011 alright, end quote. Now, if you folks have taken a look at our long-form episode with Mark Steves very recently, alright, having to do with the god gene, right, fluorine, VMAT2, and all that, there is significant evidence, and in addition to the members-only episodes where we showed a clip having to do with the Department of Defense briefing some handful of uh, private contractors and CIA individuals on the way in which to remove the god gene. That only substantiates, not proves, granted, but substantiates the consistency relative to that of the data points we are viewing here. Now, let's take look at this right over here before we get to the really really good stuff fizz.org september 9th 2021 not that far off since this was published groundbreaking technique yields important new details on silicone subatomic particles and possible fifth force ah how convenient isn't it? You know, again, the dissemination and drop-feeding relative to the predictive programming angle of things. I mean, it's blatantly obvious at this point if you ask me, but let's carry on. Using a groundbreaking new technique at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, an international collaboration led by NIST, which stands for what I just said, researchers has revealed previously unrecognized properties. Oh yeah, I'm sure previously unrecognized. Again, I'm not trying to disrespect the scientists that are doing this hard work on the surface, but to say that we didn't know about this before, I mean, at a secretive level, come on, you really, right? Right. Led by NIST, researchers have revealed previously unrecognized properties of technologically crucial silicone crystals and uncovered new information about an important subatomic particle and a long-theorized fifth force of nature. By aiming subatomic particles known as neutrons at silicon crystals and monitoring the outcome with exquisite sensitivity, the NIST scientists were able to obtain three extraordinary results. The first measurement of a key neutron property in 20 years using a unique method, the highest precision measurements of the effects of heat-related vibrations in a silicon crystal, and limits on the strength of a possible fifth force beyond standard physics theories. To obtain information about crystalline materials at the atomic scale, scientists typically aim a beam of particles such as X- X-rays, electrons, or neutrons at the crystal and detect the beam's angles, intensities, and patterns as it passes through or ricochets off planes in the crystal's crystal's lattice-like atomic geometry. End quote. Now, we can debunk so many things. I mean, not debunk, excuse me, break down, if you will. So many things pertaining to this. But the main thing, first off, is, again, is this not consistent with the subatomic structure in which we have recently discussed it relative to long-form episodes and even public episodes last week? Even uh, when we went on Sam Tripoli's show, the same concept is here. And again, it's not a coincidence that there is this type of sacred geometry and symbolism—symbolism, symbolism, excuse me—within that of the crystals, lattice-like, again, atomic geometry and composition. And the reason for that is because again, there is clear discernment between that of the public academia on the surface level relative to what is being hidden. The que- within, you know, these deep underground military bases, the military industrial complex, you name it. The question becomes: When do those on the surface? Have the ability to be drop-fed the type of missing gaps within certain equations relative to things like, for example, what Ben Rich, former CEO of Lockheed Martin Skunkworks, said. Again, we had it, Einstein wasn't wrong, but there were just certain formulas missing that they discovered. But again, they're purposely leaving it out on the surface, right? So let's take a look at this right here. ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. Now again. Think of what you will regarding forbidden knowledge. We have to understand here, when we look at the headline, Inside S4, 3D illustrations of Area 51 facility. Now, a lot of you may be saying, okay, Dave, this is nothing crazy, you name it. The only reason why I want to lay this out point by point is because right after this article, we're going to get into the really good stuff. So let's take a look. Level 4-1, 9 hangar bays, ET alien craft, Roswell craft, propulsion research laboratory, files department and a cafeteria. Level 4-2, project sidekick, weapons R&D, project looking glass device, stargates, and Einstein Rosen Bridges, Doctrine of Convergent Timeline Paradox. Level 4-3, MJ-12, Majestic 12 Re- Residential Suites, Boardroom, Culture Department, Analysis Department. Level 4-4, Weighing Pads, Biocontaminant Labs, Decontamination Procedure, and Level 4-5, Clean Sphere, Scissor Lift, Lighting Iris, uh, Aperture, kick plates, Airlock, TES, Totally Enclosed Suite. Now, end quote. now let's jump over here to who run the world today.blogspot.com. Not particularly a mainstream media website, and it sounds kind of funny, granted, folks, but let's take a look at this right here. What we're gonna find here specifically is again S4 being camouflaged in terms of its entries and exits. And we're gonna find here as well, too, S4-level one, some of the geographical layouts pertaining to that of the blueprints here. Now, here's what we're gonna find as well, too. Let's start. And if you look at the eating area, you will see red, green, blue chairs, and I quote: that is to show where you can sit when you eat. If you work in an area red, you can only sit on a red chair and you can't sit on another color chair. Here you can see the nine hangar with UFOs like Bob Lazar says there were. Now again, this is not a Bob Lazar episode, but the consistencies are in fact there, folks. In hangar one, you have J-Rod ET craft. Hangar two, you have a copy of J-Rod's ET craft. In hangar three, the Roswell craft tarp covered. Hangar four, the Orion craft from 1952. Hangar five was empty. Hangar six, described as a highly modified, smooth, contoured F-22 configuration, man-made reproduction of Roswell P-25 craft in Bay 3, Hangar 7 unknown tarp-covered craft, Hangar 8 isolate um, iso- isosceles triangle craft, and Hangar 9 is empty, end quote. Now, Hangar 9 arguably was not particularly empty, it was just empty to that of the, the perception of the, vi- of the of the the human eye because this craft allegedly had the ectoplasma limar synis- uh, synchronicity relative to the science behind quantum physics and quantum, uh, quantum entanglement. Now, let's take a look at some of these images here. Level S4-2 again, Alice's floor, we've done an episode on this but there's even more to elaborate from this I thought that we had covered it all turns out we didn't which is phenomenal let's take a look over here Now, we have the Majestic 12, but the the Looking Glass device. When you walk into level S4-2, and I quote, there is a statue of a rabbit from Alice in Wonderland that you go deep in the hole, the metaphor for going down the rabbit hole. J-Rod, which again is an alien being, by the way, they don't specify as to what particular entity this is relative to the type of species that we would uh, cross-reference, say, for example, in the Blue Planet Project documents or some other form of resources that we could sort of ascertain the veracity of more um, biological uh, uh, species. However, J-Rod was living on S4-5 in something called called the Clean Sphere. The Clean Sphere measured 52 feet across and 2 inches thick. J-Rod was sick. While working on level S4-5, Dr. Dan Burrish okay, took between 200 to 300 tissue samples from uh, J-Rod with something looked like a gun called a PINS, P-I-N-S. Now, take a look at this here, folks. Look at some of the maps of the Clean Sphere. Now, this one here is a, obviously a CGI illustration, but take a look at some of the badges, too. Dan Crane, U.S. Department of Naval Intelligence. Look at these cards, exactly the same as Bob Lazar's cards. They're also consistent in, with, with respect to the blue stripe here. They're also, the two blue stripes, rather, they're very consistent with people who have been abducted by praying mantis. Types being type of beings who have then been led to certain valleys that seem to be Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere south in, uh, in the southern part of the U.S., with guards having the same type of blue striped band on them. Clearly, there is some type of symbolism relative to the meaning that has been put on the patches of these soldiers that guard these secret bases, similar to the example I gave of the lizard person manifesting itself on the patch, if you want to call it. Now, take a look at this. The man or person who enters the clean sphere must lift his right arm so that J-Rod knows what's going to happen, but this time it forgot, and and it forgot about Dr. Dan Crane. And that caused J-Rod to attack Dr. Dan Crane. But there was no harm aside from being frightened. Now, here's what we're going to notice as well too. The Project Looking Glass device consisted of six electromagnetic fields and a height-adjustable rotating cylinder which is injected with an argon gas. The entire assembly can be rotated 90 degrees, which allows scientists to warp the local fabric of space-time both forward or backwards. Interestingly enough, the Looking Glass device was used to predict the the potential probability of future events but again by lifting the looking glass device in an angle 45 degrees it can then be used as a stargate all stargate scientists worn a, wore a flip book on their arms which are galactic positioning codes again here's a screenshot of some of the symbols which are also consistent with that of the sumerian c- uh, cylinder seals which help scientists figure out how to access naturally occurring stargates and how do we know this and quote look at the image from the sumerians is that not similar with respects to the depiction and the way in which things uh, the the way in which uh, geometrical apparatuses tend to be infused relative to that of some of these deep underground military base projects. Now, take a look at some more images that Camden will be putting up on the screen, thank you so much, brother, of some of the UFOs, some of the, the, the ways in which they work, and again, some of the U.S. military ships or fighter jets classified, granted, not so much anymore because we honestly know what's really happening in this regard, but, you know, that were reverse-engineered from these craft. Now, Let's take a look at this right over here. BBC.com. Before we get back into the clean sphere, you're going to see how this comes full circle. Four hours ago, as of the time I'm recording this, quite a coincidence, quote-unquote. French church abuse. 216,000 children were victims of the clergy inquiry. Some 2016 children, mostly boys, have been sexually abused by clergy in the French Catholic Church since 1950. A damning new inquiry has found. Okay, Pope Francis felt pain on hearing about the increase. finding a Vatican statement said, end quote. Now, we're going to jump into the more, I guess you could say, horrific and very sad, but, but ultimately, you know, detailed uh, revelations pertaining to this in the upcoming members episode. However, the reason I bring this up in a public episode, which a lot of you may be thinking right now, Dave, this is risky stuff to talk about this. I know, however... Again, taking taking a look, for example, at the Chronovisor, which is allegedly the Vatican's version of Project Looking Glass, would it be far-fetched to say that this was harnessed in order—the technology was harnessed using Limar synchronicity to access ectoplasma demystification in order to descend the esoteric energies attributing to the negative connotations that these elites have placed forward and onto— the direct intentions of these independent investigators. So in plain English, sorry for that little word salad, if you want to call it, but in plain English, this is what's happening. When you go into the clean sphere, what ends up happening is that you do not have a paranormal relation with any being, nor an extraterrestrial, paraterrestrial, intra- ter- uh, d- uh, dimensional being, you name it. You are void. You are non-existent within the suit that you're wearing in the clean sphere. And the point is, is that people go into the clean sphere in a lo- for many different reasons, but in most reasons, unfortunately, this is how a lot of the curation of mass consciousness is still maintained, allegedly, in addition to other bases around the world doing similar things like New Zealand and Australia. But again... What happens is because you're in that suit you are now void of space and time karma does not apply to you because you are no longer within the simulation allegedly all right that encompasses that i'm pretty sure camden will be doing a separate video on this pertaining to the zero point field delving into the more scientific aspects that are more relatable however the other thing too is that they are then ascended at the most highest level relative to the infinity symbol not to say that when you wear that suit and go in the clean sphere you are the all-knowing you are ascended to its highest amount you can manifest yourself into energetic balls of Light, just like some of these very ascended Pleiadians do, or you name it, not necessarily true. However, what you could do is demystify the descending, the lower levels of dimension, so that when you get out of the suit and get out of the clean sphere, what ends up happening is that not mass consciousness, but the formula relative to the constant re- uh, redirection of the simulation that we live in, whatever the matrix we live in, w- whatever you want to call it, this dimension is redirected so things do not come back and haunt you, so to speak. Again, no pun intended, but that whole concept of karma hitting you does not hit you okay you see what i'm saying now what's interesting though is that again it's not as easy as oh i did something bad let's hop in the clean sphere and let's get rid of it demystify demystify it from an esoteric level it's not necessarily that folks the more you go into the clean sphere the more complicated things get relative to the different curating timelines that you're out that you are um i guess you could say formulating for a handful of outcomes right now here's what my point is having to do with this uh, article with the french church they use this technology in order to minimize the amount of children in this case found from the independent investigation because what think about it what are you going to do in today's day and age everyone's got a phone everyone's got a camera you're going to kill the the guy doing the the team doing the independent investigation no you're the church the catholic church you're supposed to stand for everything good and positive and you know holy and yada yada no disrespect to those that are catholic i just want to make that clear again in pure theory that's what should be the case but we all know that's not what it really is so what ends up happening is these the the, the church will contract again using chronovisor investment money from the 1950s leading up to now and obviously in secretive projects that were shut down that again warner von braun worked on to to realize how many children there are and then what they're going to do is they're going to minimize that amount once that individual leaves the clean sphere and reports back to the majestic 12 team relative to the compartment and office suites that they're in right? And again, they then do the complicated math and sacred geometrical equations that align with that of the esoteric and hermetic principles as above, so below, to figure out what's the most amount of, this is unfortunate to say, but children that we can eliminate, not kill, eliminate from this timeline so that this independent investigator only finds 216,000. Now, many of you might be saying, holy shit, Dave, 216,000, that's still a lot. Yeah, but it's a lot less compared to what they really would have had. Let me tell you, folks. Now, the next thing I want to take a look at uh, diving right back into it is this right over here, thehill.com. CIA admits to losing dozens of informants around the world, New York Times. Their informants are getting paid, I guess, better, or they're being convinced to become double agents and deceive the CIA. And on top of that, the CIA is having issues recruiting younger individuals. I mean, I wonder why. Again, think about some of the, you know, the propaganda they've disseminated that even on this show and the news episodes, we've been able to debunk and things like that. But the reason I bring this up again too is that this article in this particular case, not saying it as fact, but as probable evidence leading us to a particular conclusion this article may in fact be disseminated, whether it's factual or not. We already know that. doesn't always have, to, sometimes they put out blatant lies, but it is being put out in order to curate a certain timeline relative to what recently happened with the Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, social media outage. Because it's not just a social media outage, folks. It has to do with affecting mass consciousness. That outage affected tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, if not billions of people. And so that was an unintentional mass consciousness focus redirective shift, if you want to call it, and how do we know this well. Take a look at this right here unknownboundaries.com. NSA declassifies documents on mysterious ancient Mayan astronomical computer. Posted on October 5th, 2021, just today, what are the odds? And you're going to find similarities between that and what we looked at with regards to the clean sphere. Now let's take a look, and I quote, If there is a case to be made for the possibility of ancient astronauts' influence on Earth or lost advanced civilizations, it can be found in just classified documents from the, from the NSA, describing the discovery and confrontation of an ancient Maya visual astronomical computer used by its mysterious priests. In a letter to Greenwald, okay... The highly secretive U.S. spy agency declassified 23 pages of what it had on the Mayan astrono- uh, astronomical enigma, but the master code breaking organization declined to declassify all the info it had for the following reasons. Quote, some of the, again, and the NSA declined to declassify all of it, and this is their reason. Some of the information protected in the document was found to be currently and properly classified in accordance with Executive Order 13526. Yeah, okay. So in other words, they're basically saying, go fuck yourself. We're not giving you a reason. It's staying classified, and fuck you. of my english but that's what they're saying think about it they're not giving a reason they're just citing an executive order like christ Uh, this information meets the criteria for classification as set forth in subparagraph d blah 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 blah. the information is classified because its disclosure could reasonably be expected to cause damage to the national security end quote yeah you mean like the 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 social hierarchy and power structures would collapse I mean, yeah, exactly, ex- exactly. Now take a look at the images of this modern puzzling system of writing relative to the way in which the Mayans seem to do use this in correspondence with what we understand to be binary and sacred geometry, but if we scroll down a little more, we see here, and I quote, this enigmatic writing is so different from any other in human history that it will certainly require cryptanalytic techniques to make out plain text of the Maya melange of double-duty ideographs, rebuses, and phonograms. Not only is a knowledge of the Maya religion a necessary prerequisite to ultimate solution of the writing, but also an appreciation of the maya mentality and concept of the cyclical nature of all things in heaven and earth end quote you see that right there the the cyclical nature of things again when you go into the clean sphere in that suit as mentioned before which we'll be getting right back to in a second by the way you are void of space and time you are fully ascended but also fully descended again being void not saying that you have one up on the universe per se but again what is the perception of the universe what are we curating here is the universe just this dimension we're in you see what i'm saying now take a look at this right over here UFOexplorations.com Einstein's secret trip to view Roswell UFO Revealed in, tape conf- in taped confession Dr. Shirley Wright held two PhDs One in chemistry and one in physical science We learned from her obituary Appearing in a July 2015 Miami Herald That she was a college educator and teacher A member of the Dominican series A philanthropist born of means And a student of Albert Einstein This is interestingly interesting enough Because if we take a look here right and I quote explained to Franklin her friend of hers in 1947 that she has been chosen from a number of gifted students to work for Professor Einstein during the summer of 1947 okay now here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna find out too. She uh, recalled Einstein is warm-hearted, sympathetic, and friendly to all his students, but it was in July of that year that an event transpired that remained vividly em- emblazoned in her memory for life. She had accompanied him to attend a, quote, crisis conference, end quote, taking place at a Southwestern Army Air Base with military and other scientists in attendance. They had flown from Princeton to Chicago on a regular flight where they took another flight to a small civilian airport. Again, using what? Janet. Janet Airlines. The same thing that Bob Lazar, all those guys flew on. Janet stands for, again, just another non-existent terminal, which is, you know, that they They say is the they're the airlines with the red stripes on them that fly classified individuals to and from classified bases right not always dumb bases but again and those will know that about six seven months ago i we did do an episode on janet but we may revisit that again who knows they were taken to a heavily guarded hangar it was there that wright and einstein realized that they were dealing with something unearthly she described the craft stowed in the hangar Okay, it was disc-shaped, sort of concave, yada, 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 as we usually know. Wright then said that the body of the ship was what I would call today a rather reflective material, but when you got up close to it, it was rather dull. She added they were very curious about what the materials were. Okay. Franklin asked Wright what interested Einstein uh, the most. Wright replied, Propulsion and more about the universe, she added. Einstein was not disturbed at all by seeing the actual evidence. Okay, contact, he said, should be a benefit for both of our worlds. End quote. Now again, if we take a look einstein that we see here if we scroll down einstein did in fact meet allegedly according to mrs Wright, with or miss Wright with certain living extraterrestrials and things like that now why do we bring that up that may have been the initial curation of the clean sphere and how do we know this let's take a look at ae911truth.org did world trade world trade center 7 owner larry silverstein admit to ordering the control demolition of the building during a tv interview with pbs for america rebuilds in 2004 Larry Silverstein made the following statement about the destruction of Building 7, okay? I remember getting a call from the fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire, and I said, we've had such a terrible loss of life, maybe the smartest thing to do is pull it. And they made that decision to pull, and then we watched the building collapse. Okay, end quote. Interesting that, again, he's, it's hard to substantiate because of the term he said pull, but again, funny how it's not brought up. Now, the reason I bring that up is because, again, someone like Larry Silverstein, we'll take a look at that in the the, the members episode very soon, the next uh, two or three members episodes because we have to unravel the the web of connections first, but he, uh, he had connections to shell companies pertaining to some of the individuals we speak about on Patreon and those that are members will probably have a better idea of the individual I'm referring to out in Ohio that set up shell companies that allowed for Lockheed Martin to lose money on contracts and bids from the government quite ironic isn't it right take a look at this right here bbc.com the people who claim to hear the northern lights some people have claimed the aura bore, aurora borealis makes discernible crackling whooshing or whizzing sounds are they highly perceptive or are the sounds a trick of the mind End quote I'm not going to go into the depths of the article but the reason I bring this up is because we're going to find that the consistency within the noises and sounds heard within those that hear the aurora Bo- aurora borealis are also consistent with the transcript that we're about to look at here at pertaining to the clean sphere bibliotecaplates.net dr dan burrish october 18 2002 from saga of burrish website this is the transcript of dr burrish's last interview in september 18 2002 with bill hamilton the interviewer okay now let's start right off right off the bat B.H. Bill Hamilton, the interviewer, and D.B. Dan Burrish. Okay, now, this was unusual, right? Bill Hamilton asks, you were taken to the Dolce facility. Dr. Burrish says, this was the first time I was taken to the facility at LANL. LANL stands for Los Alamos National Labs. The interviewer, go ahead and describe just as you would. I was initially told uh, I was not, uh, sorry, I... Initially, I was not told why I was being taken up uh, first to Watertown, then over to the Sector 4 facility. I was asked to view certain slides from the Sector 4 facility, which showed the papillomavirus. And these slides were set up under a transmission electron microscope. There were maps there. Before we go on, notice, folks, whether it's Daikonin, whether it's the ectoplasma of these paranormal beings relative to the corresponding electromagnetic nature of these extraterrestrials. Electromagnetism is always there. And oh, it always will be, always has been, okay? From there, I was loaded onto a white van and taken up a road, which was very bumpy. Uh, the bumpy. Then finally, after about 15 minutes, allowed us to raise the blinds on the van. I saw a couple of road signs, one of which was a square white sign with black lettering said R4, okay? I was then told we would be taken to myself and two other gentlemen, a facility codenamed Sweetness. They asked me if I ever, had ever heard of the Dulce facility or the alleged Section D, I told him I'd heard of it briefly, that it allegedly existed, that there was a lot of unique tinkering that went on in the biological field in that facility. The van rounded to the left and stopped in front of a large door where we were met by two gentlemen, one of which was wearing a U.S. Marine Corps uniform, and the other two wore a gray polo shirt. The black collar, red patch, a very prominent red patch with a black triangle. Something written in the triangle, you had asked me about the orientation of the triangle, and it was an equilateral triangle with the center point facing down flat on top. It bothers me when I can't remember a pattern, but as God is my witness, I can't remember what was inside the pattern now before I go on take a look at this right here look at this particular document how to quantum jump into the higher timeline realities okay we're gonna see here this is actually substantiative of the limar synchronicity by c young or carl young if you want to call it you name it right cg young and what we're going to find as well is the different timelines and realities are also having to do with the perception of awareness in a conscious sense relative to the proposal that certain subatomic cells in a biological sense do in fact inhibit electromagnetic consciousness relative to the physical manifestation of this dimension again how to quantum time jump into the higher timeline realities right we see here, we live in a multidimensional parallel universe. Again, quite similar at how there are certain, I guess you could say, beings that allow to appear on things like Skinwalker Ranch, you name it. Now, again, this is, this explains the portals, this explains all of that quantum reality. If anyone wants the document, it will be in the uh, description in the sources below. Now, let's take a look at this. Pap, this is Burrish, a PDF, according to Dan Burrish, again, Papu site level four. This is the same gentleman whose transcript we're just reading from, and if we look at some of the, uh, the, the drawings here, and the architect, uh, sorry, the the blueprints as to what he remembers about the way in which these underground bases worked. It's quite consistent with his description. Again, it's only two pages given granted with what he's been able to leak and disseminate, assuming this is accurate and he is not a disinformation agent because we have to be vigilant, but let's carry on. What was this? Okay, so take a look at this. We traveled about several hundred yards on the monorail, exited, were greeted, again, the uh, Mach 2 trains, right, greeted by a staff scientist who then told us he would escort us down the hallway to show us our areas of responsibility. At this point, they had a near-civil rebellion on their hands because we didn't know what the hell they wanted us for. I was starting to get worried at this point because they were basically taking us further and further into the facility and gradually doors were going to lock. But given the number of guards they had in the facility, as I should have said all along the way, there were people, what looked like a- uh, people with what looked like AR-15s, clearly not a place to fight. So we went down the hallway and into the briefing room, at which point we were requested to perform an analysis of of plasmic recombination involving restricted enzymes on a variety of tissue to remove segments of retrovirus fragment and to possibly associate that retrovirus with the genome of a papillomavirus." End quote. Now, if we take a look here at the interviewer, what was the source of the tissue, all right? Dan Burrish, the source of the tissue, was listed with a J number and a K number. J, again, J-Rod. Remember? That particular extraterrestrial. The two scientists that were with me did not immediately know what that meant. Given my experience at Sector 4, S4, I knew fairly quickly that I was dealing with J-Rod. An extraterrestrial biological source, the interviewer asks. Dan Burrish says, yes, the J-Rods are still defined, despite what we know concerning the issue of the paradox as extraterrestrial biological entities, given the dissociation of time between Earth and where they end up. I don't do things without reason. The two scientists that were there with me... I didn't know from Adam previous to the meeting, but I kind of spilled the beans and I let them know about the K24 samples. The K24 samples from S4 involved the research project having to do with Project Aquarius, for which I was one of the working group leaders. Again, Project Aquarius, Majestic 12, that whole apparatus there. The compartmentalization still connects itself relative to the webs being displayed explained here okay now he he then stutters and goes um pardon me but these are very difficult things to say with a camera staring at me you name it now interviewer says no problem proceed at your own pace so here's what we're going to find the the potential for its use is in that kind of environment was inconsistent with my ethical boundaries it would have exited the ethical boundaries i placed myself upon as a scientist okay and that i believe society places on me as a scientist it would go it would also divert from moral boundaries i believe my creator has placed upon me as a human being All right. Therefore, my answer was no. And I thought that was it. And I don't mean any uh, participation thought that would have been all she wrote. They agreed to house me in the facility where I went with my cute little orange badge to a residential unit a little further down the tram line uh, level below that. They did not change my orange badge when I went to level below my experience during the time I stayed there was horrifying. You know, when you hear humans, uh, human beings screaming in pain, I think I've uh, and then the interviewer says, yes, Dan Burr says, I think I've said all I need to say about that. Alright, and quote. Now, again, the Dolce base is allegedly very unethical, very unmoral. Henceforth, I understand why there would be this clean sphere there. Because, again, the elite are curating this timeline to transcend... None is, I don't want to use the word transcend, but I have no other word that I think could describe this to elevate and go above the necessary means relative to the moral and ethical implications that the simulation would that we would consider to be karma in this simulation and things like this. Now, one final thing: as SanFranciscoChronicle.com, how UCSF scientists made one woman's severe depression disappear. The reason I bring this article up, folks, is because we're gonna delve into this more in the upcoming Patreon episodes, but. It's unfortunate. My research has been finding, again, not saying this is fact, but my research has been suggesting, rather, I should say, and leading me to the conclusion to believe that a lot of the technology conducted within the Dolce base is disseminated into the public, again, to cure depression, sure, great, assuming this is actual, you know, factual, legitimate, and we can ascertain the veracity of it, but to what extent, folks? To what extent, in which do we understand that there may be long-term lasting effects? There may be some form of sp- nano spyware inserted in there in order for them to keep tabs on us. Because again, you're not with the government and with these institutions, you're not in these elites. You're not going to get anything positive without them getting something in return, whether you know it or not. Right. With that being said, folks, I know this was quite the episode, but please, I, I really sorry. I do appreciate all you folks bearing with me on this, and we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.